Lose the Cape Podcast, episode 124, 124. You can find the show notes and all the details of everything that we talk about today at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 124. Welcome to um, a special episode, as they always are, in my opinion, of the Lose the Cape Podcast. Today's interview is with Maria Desmondi, who is an award-winning, best-selling author of numerous children's books and a, a publisher as well of children's books. But she's also a very sweet and compassionate friend, and I'm so glad to have gotten to know her uh, since we did this interview together. We met in real life at the Boss Mom Retreat and just have hit it off and have really, really been working in close partnership since then. So today's kind of a special day, and I have a lot of things to tell you about before we get into the interview. Please stick around. The interview with Maria is well worth it. But um, and I want to tell you that today is December 12th, which is a special and bittersweet and sad day for me. It was on this day six years ago that we had to say goodbye to one of our identical twin daughters, and at about 6.50 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I got to hold her for the first time as she took her last breaths. Um, so it's a hard day. It's a really hard day. And over the past six years, I have really devoted a lot of my efforts to trying to help others who are going through this pain. Um, and one of the ways that that I have found to help me through my grief is to do things to give back to others. So each year we do what we call Catherine Day on December 12th. And while I remember her and mourn her loss and miss the fact that she's not here with us, I also really celebrate the fact that we had that time with her and celebrate her short and very important life by doing something good in the community. We try to do different things every year. One year we did a diaper drive. One year we did a fundraiser and package um, assembly for the the care packages that we send out to grieving pa parents. We've done fundraisers for other things along the way. And this year, if you listen to episode 121 with Nisha Merchandani, you heard our um, our interview about the Ha Ha Coloring Joke book, which is a great book for kids between three and eight years old. It's so much fun. It's a coloring book and a joke book all in one. And Nisha works with kids in foster care. So every time one of the books is purchased, another one is donated to a child in need. Well, we worked out a special deal so that all of them that are, are purchased through the link that she set up for me, the, the donor copy, the extra copy, will actually come to my local a guardian ad litem group which supports kids in the foster care system. So if you go to losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 121, you can get the buy link there. And when you purchase your copy, then your second copy will be shipped to me and we'll be making a donation. So far, we have about 30 books, uh, which is a great start, but our local um, system has about 1,500 to 2,000 kids in it at any time. Granted, not all of them are little ones, but we are happy to be able to donate these books and share some laughter, which has always helped me through the most difficult times. So that's one thing that I wanted to tell you about. Also, we are giving away a copy of that joke book, and Maria has sent us a copy of her book, Spaghetti in a Hot Dog Bun, which is one of the best children's books I have ever read. So both of those books are available for you to win just for showing up and listening 
and heading on over to either the blog or the Facebook page and commenting on um, on the post. So losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 124, commenting about something that you like to do um, as a random act of kindness for someone or something kind that someone has done for you. So on this Catherine Day 2017, I just ask you to do something kind for someone in your life. Come over and tell us about it. And in return, if we pick you, you're going to get two wonderful books for your children. I hope you really enjoy this interview with Maria as much as I did. She is a tiny little woman, but she is full of life and love and compassion. She kind of reminds me of my youngest daughter and what I imagine she'll be like as an adult. And her book, Spaghetti and a Hot Dog Bun, is incredible. You're going to love it. You're going to love Maria. Thanks for being with us today. Enjoy the show. Y'all are going to go with me to... I guess occasionally, occasionally there's a cow in the podcast. You never know. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. Awesome. Okay. Okay. So we are chatting with Maria. Okay. I forgot to ask you how to pronounce your name. So Dismonti. Dismonti. Okay. All right. Maria Dismonti. And she is a publisher with Cardinal Rule Press. So y'all all know I'm excited about talking to her because I am a publisher too. She is an award-winning author and founder of the publishing company Cardinal Rule Press. She inspires and educate, uh, educates others in the book industry. Her background in early education and research enables her to touch lives the world over while touring as a public speaker in schools, community forums, and at a national, at national conferences. So I have to laugh about this because before we started recording, I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear how you balance traveling all over the place. And she's like, oh, I don't actually leave. I do this virtually. So we're going to talk all about that. Uh, the mother of three children, she lives in uh, Southeast Michigan, and naturally her children love to read. So yay, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, ladies. Yeah. Good morning or afternoon. Well, it's not quite afternoon here. I don't know. I don't know. Is Michigan Eastern or Central? Yeah, Eastern. It's Eastern. Okay. Um, I, I feel like an idiot having to ask that question, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. All right. So let's talk about you. Um, first of all, how old are your kids? So they are ages three, five, and eight. And I have two girls and a little boy. Wow, they're little. Okay, so um, your children are the same age distance as mine, except for mine are now 10, 7, and 5. Oh. And, um, and my oldest is a boy and two little girls. So that's oh. funny. One boy, I just girls. have a 10 and 5-year-old, or the 5-year-old <laughs> is going on, what would you say, about 18 and a half? At least. <laughs> At least. Yes. yes. <laughs> Where does your boy fall in the, um, in the order? My little guy is, um, the baby. So it's okay. two girls and then the little guy. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. So we're opposite then. Well, that's awesome. Oh my goodness. I forgot to turn off Facebook. I hope that didn't just ding in your ears. Um, okay. It's off now. So let's talk about, um, how you bond up a stout. So, you know, just tell us a little bit about, did the writing come first? Did the publishing company come first? How did you get into writing and publishing? How did this all come about? Yeah. So I'll keep it really brief because it happened over like a whole 10 year period. <laughs> um, I was actually an educator. I, I graduated from college and went into teaching. So I taught first and second grade for just over a decade. And 
around my 10th year of teaching, I was looking for, I always used books to, to teach certain topics, like indirect teaching, right? And I could not find a book that talked about courage and self-esteem and being yourself huh. with a, a character that was an actual kid. I found horses and cows and dinosaurs and all these books about teddy bears. <laughs> and I thought, well, gosh, I'm just going to write the book for my students. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write a book for my students, base it off of when I was bullied as a little kid. So I wrote spaghetti in a hot dog bun and I submitted spaghetti it. Spaghetti in a hot dog bun. Oh my gosh. <sighs> that is so cute. I'm looking yeah, it up right now. Yeah. That's what I was bullied for. I was, I ate really weird food. Um, I actually had a taco for breakfast today. So I just, that's who I am. I, I eat different kinds of foods. I have this big hair. I'm short. I have a sweet <laughs> So I was teased for all of these reasons. And so okay, I, I just have to interrupt you right now and just say that as we were sitting here talking, before you said any of that about being bullied, I was thinking about how cute you are, now, mm -hmm. <laughs> like how just adorable you are. So it really oh. breaks my heart that you went through that. And I think Thank you. Okay, Thank you. I'm sorry. Keep on it's going. Okay. So yeah, I, su I submitted the book thinking, well, gosh, I didn't think anything would happen because here I have a full-time teaching job. I didn't need it to happen. And a local publisher was interested in publishing the book. And my husband's, it was a subsidized publisher. So there was an investment. And my husband said, you know what? Go for it. Like, let it, let's try this. And I said, okay. And so the book really took off. Um, getting a hot dog bun did. Two years later, I published a second book with that publisher, The Juice Box Bully. And then it really, like, the, the, our family started growing. We had our first child, our second child, and the business started growing. So I did what I needed to do was I resigned from teaching in 2011. And then a few years after that, I just, you know, I really liked all of the process and it, it helped with my mama brain to like be involved in the publishing process. So I then started my own publishing company. It was 2013 um, Cardinal Rule Press where at first I was just publishing my own books and now I've taken on a couple of high profile clients and girls I go real slow. I have one project a year. So that's like, <laughs> well, I love it. I, love I it. still, I, my five-year-old just went to school this year full-time. So, you know, up until a few days ago, I've had my kids home with me, my two little ones, and then my, my oldest is in school. So. Well, that's a great story. And I love it. I feel really connected to you because that's largely my story too, is that same thing. I, I, well, my, it wasn't because I was bullied. I actually lost a, an infant and I was looking for a book that wasn't, didn't exist. So we created a book with other grieving parents, created a book that was the book that we felt like we needed and published it. Same thing. I did the whole publishing thing. I went through the whole process and I was like, this is cool. I really like this. And then started doing some more, did the lose the Cape book and then um, started helping other people as well. And I actually basically have one of the types of, pro of publishing houses that you went through where it's a subsidized, a hybrid press because it is expensive and time consuming and all that stuff. But um, I'm checking out. So, so I totally understand like how that started, how it came about and the passion behind just really loving what you do as a publisher and what comes behind the publishing. But I'm looking at spaghetti and a hot dog bun right now on Amazon. And first of all, super congratulations, because as a publisher, I know how hard it is to get 
the number one bestseller little tag on oh. your name in, in um, Amazon and also 491 customer reviews. That's incredible. And it's four and a half stars. So yeah, yay. that's exciting. Thank you. And I do know about you and your publishing because I stalked you and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, let me, let's lose the cape. And I mean, I've been following you guys. I love, I love oh, what you do. So thank you. Well, you know, it's a fun experience. And like, I mean, I didn't go to school for publishing. I didn't grow up an English major or do any of that stuff. So as you know, probably going through the process and learning it yourself, there's a lot to learn and there's a lot to grow from it. But I think when when your heart and mind is in the right place and you take people on for the right reasons and just do the right things that, you know, it's, it's more than a job, it's a passion and it's something that I just love. And, but I want to know, like, um, because we do have authors who listen to the show. We have a lot of people who want to write children's books, myself included. So I would love to know, like, we didn't ask you to prepare for this. So if you don't have something off the top of your head, that's totally fine. But I would love to know, like, maybe what some of your tips would be for people who have written or want to write a children's book for, um, for getting it out there and for getting the kind of response that you've gotten. Do you, do you attribute most of that to your publisher or did, was that because of your efforts? Yeah, well, I, I will say that I get this question asked a lot. So what I've actually done is I've created like a free 45-minute workshop I give four times a year. So we could always link up to that. And it's- Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, so I, the next one is coming up in October. And honestly, it's like after we put our kids to bed, it's 45 minutes. You can tune in live or you can get the replay. And I give you the scoop on what's happening in the industry right now. And I explain all the different types, ways of publishing so that somebody can say, what would be a good fit for me. And that's really what will give you the the next step. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to self-publish. What should I do next? Or I think I want to submit to a traditional publisher. What should I do next? So, um, I give you that information. So that's the first tip is that, um, I think you have to decide which path to follow. And then my second tip was, you know, everything behind my business. I I didn't, like I said, I had a full-time job. So I went into this. I didn't need the book to sell. I just wanted to spread that message. So I have been extremely generous in my company and giving books away to educators and, uh-huh. you know, uh, giving books away to families and contests and things like that. And I think that's really what has brought the business to where it's at now is the, the generosity behind it and then the passion. So I wrote about something I was really passionate about. And I have had parents, and and I'm so thankful that they reach out to me, but I've had parents come to me and say, you know what, my daughter has a specific disability. Here's some information on it. Could you write a children's book about this? And I say, I can't because it's it's not my experience. That's your experience. And um, I always encourage those people to write a children's book and maybe take a writing course. But I really try to write on experience and on what I'm passionate about. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Aubrey. You know, no. you should have known coming into this one that I was not going to okay. let you talk at all. That's okay. I'm just, I'm probably. <laughs> so fight for your way in if you need to say something. Um, buy this book. And I'm just thinking, you know, this podcast is going to cause me to go broke because somebody has a book on here. I'm serious. Like, It's not because I'm going to give you the book. You're going to give me your address after this. I'm going to send you both the book. Okay. okay. But, um, I, I love this. And after my daughter is done reading them, we do give them to the kindergarten class because I want mm-hmm. it to get out there because I think there's so many books that get overlooked 
that aren't traditional books that should be in school. Um, we just had Lisa Cox who did not there yet. Not yet. I loved yep. it. Not yet. Um, and my daughter loved it because it's written in a way from a mom mm -hmm. and the kids get it. I mean, Ruby was literally saying the words with me by the end of the book. And she was like, can I take this to class? And I'm like, yes, we will get your whole class a book, you know? And I think these are, this is how we need to start teaching. Yeah. You know? And I do believe, um, some families don't have access. They don't have the funds. So one of the things that we've done is we've put all of my books, um, on YouTube and now we're working on kids YouTube oh. because I realized I don't actually let my kids on YouTube. So right. I figured most parents are probably like that, but I have readings available where teachers can just pull it up and I'm reading the book to your class. So I, you know, that's making important messages available to young children, which is really important to me. Oh, love that. That thank really you. Cool. Thank you. And I mean, everybody almost, I'd say, I mean, we may have some straggler dads that listen to the show, but even them, they're parents, so they still get it. But I'd say 99% and maybe a couple stragglers with the exclusion of a couple stragglers, I mean, our moms. Mm -hmm. So we get this idea of like, wanting to fill our kids' uh, minds with the right messages and the right things. And in fact, I'm going to tell you that when I pulled this up on Amazon, I immediately copied and pasted the link and sent it to my friend, Sam Munoz, who runs um, Addison Reads. I don't know if you're familiar with yes. that. Yes. <laughs> so she was one of my very first clients, actually. And um, I was like, have you heard of this book? Because it looks like a good one for you to review and stuff like that. So, but like, it's, it's really important to us to make sure that, sh that, that she, that, that we are providing the right messages in a world where there's a lot of messages out there and um, that we don't want them to have. And I just, I love this idea of um, having books that say it's okay to be different. It's okay to, you know, express that differently. It's okay to eat spaghetti and a hot dog bun. I mean, that's so, that's so cute. And you know, it's not just talking to people who want to write, but talking to the parents listening to this. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of overwhelming if you don't have the educational background to go to the library or the bookstore where mm -hmm. there's thousands of books. So on my website, I have a, a, a free download for families and it's the ultimate character book list. So you can download or you can screenshot that to your phone and when you go to the library you're on youtube kids and you want them to hear a story uh -huh. those are books that are teaching important messages so i've kind of already done the legwork for families because we're all tired at the end of the day yeah and sometimes bedtime is a wash if you're really tired and you don't have a plan so i like to have like a stack of books that i know i wanted to read to the kids and then it's mindless for me i can just grab a book and be ready for bedtime which is really challenging for me. Yeah, it is hard. And um, that's, I, I love that. And because I, I'm the same way. I mean, I remember the kids that I loved as a child. And so those are obviously, you know, those are the first things that went on my shelf, all the Dr. Seuss books and, um, um, oh my gosh, my mind just totally blanked out. But we came up with some new fun ones, like the big green monster, which I was pleased to see them doing in schools and things like that. But, um, you know, it, it, it is super overwhelming. There are so many children's books out there. And I know for myself, like the disappointment when you think you've found a really cute book and you open it up to read it and you're like, every page has one word on it. And it's okay for infants that you're trying to teach words and, you know, little babies. But when it's like supposed marketed as a, as a book for five-year-olds and it's like, yeah. Anyway, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so <laughs> it's great to have that list where we can reach out. And, um, Sam does the same thing. She does um, curated lists to help people oh, good. choose books. I, you two should get together. 
Oh, good. <laughs> um, I totally forgot what I was going to ask you next. Oh, the, the virtual conferences and traveling. So, so you mentioned that you do a lot of uh, presenting at conferences and things. And I'm like, good grief. How does she have three small children and travel all over the place? So tell us about your conferences and how you interact. Yeah. So, you know, um, early on, I wasn't getting a lot of um, invitations to speak out of the state of Michigan. I really started my speaking um, business, I guess you would say, or my speaking background or whatever, um, here in Michigan. So I would say, okay, I'll drive about an hour. And, you know, I was always nursing somebody at the time, and <laughs> pumping in strange bathrooms and what have you. And then I discovered the hand pump and I was like, yes, this is so easy. <laughs> so, um, but then as, as things started progressing, last year, especially, I've been asked to travel a ton. And, you know, I just set really clear boundary, boundaries for myself as a mom and for a business owner. And my kids are young and they still need me. And I'm just super dedicated to that. Yeah. So we um, actually, I accepted two speaking engagements in the last few years and they were both in Orlando and we went to Disney World both times. Awesome. So, <laughs> that works for my family, but I just don't want to be gallivanting all over the country right now. And I have a mentor who does that. Her children are grown and out of the house and, you know, she's an empty nester and she enjoys the travel and she looks forward to that. And her husband goes with her. I'm just not there. So something that I've offered is called virtual visits. So schools, especially like this, um, because it's a, it's to have me in their school here in Michigan is a certain fee, but a virtual visit is like less than half of that cost. And it's a 45 minute visit. And we usually use zoom actually, because it's the best connection as far as video chatting. And I am able to engage dynamically with the children. There were usually do small groups of no more than a hundred. Mm -hmm. And um, I keep the teachers, the teachers have to be present for um, classroom management and behavioral, you know, issues. And I'm able to give a similar program as to what I do here in the state of Michigan. And on the flip side, I also do that for conferences and I do it a lot right now, um, college speaking engagements. So I'll have like writing courses who want me to come speak and I'll say, well, I'm not going to travel, but I would be happy to visit your class virtually. So uh -huh. I'll speak to college courses across the country like this. So it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, I usually look cute from the waist up and then I got the <laughs> pants on underneath because nobody can see that. That's right. Of course you do. Says uh, me who might be wearing my pajama pants right now. But we're not going to talk about that. We don't have to because all you can see is the top. That's right. And, and as we talked about before we started recording, even the top's not looking fabulous today after a week of, un, of, of uh, sleepless nights. But oh my goodness. Okay. Well, that's really cool. And I, I love the way that um, the technology has really allowed those of us with small children to still pursue our dreams and our careers and and motherhood at the same time in a in a you know being at the house type of fashion so that's awesome and think uh, about kids kids don't like hearing no so it's it was really hard for me to keep saying no to these people mm -hmm. so now i can say no but and right. then give them the option i do have an option that's fantastic so um you said you're speaking for how did you wind up starting launching into speaking and and um and what would you advise to anyone who who feels like they could do something like this and wants to start whatever their, their career is. They may not be in books, but if they want to start speaking on whatever topic it is, how, how do you suggest people start that? That's a great question. When I first started, I offered free programs. So I did maybe like six months of free, free school visits. And I started in the schools because that's where my target market 
you know, I'm, I'm speaking to children, I'm writing for children. Um, and then I really focused on building the relationships with my contacts at the school. So let's say I'm contacted by the principal, I follow up with the principal, I make sure that I meet the principal at the school that day and shake their hand. And I just, I'm a really big people person. And then I might even reach out to that principal later on and, you know, ask, could you re refer me to someone? If you liked what you saw, would you be willing to share my information with two or three other colleagues of yours? So I built those relationships and then I asked for help. Mm -hmm. And word of mouth has been the biggest, um, the biggest uh, marketing strategy, I guess you would say, for growth in this area. I mean, I used to like send out postcards and put stamps on them. And um, when I do surveys, the number one response is they heard about me word of mouth. Oh, that's fantastic. So I think really just starting off free, um, maybe even having people observe you. I've, I had a, a friend of mine who does speaking come and see one of my programs and give me some advice. I shadowed other speakers to get some advice on dynamic speaking because you really want to engage your group. You want them to be happy and learn something when you leave. Mm -hmm. So I hope that's helpful. <laughs> Absolutely. Of all the things you do, the speaking, the writing, children's book, the publishing, what's your favorite? What do you spend the most time doing? You know, I really enjoy the marketing and um, like the creative side of it. So thinking about contests and how can we do that? And I have a team of people who help me now. So I can kind of think as like a CEO mindset now, and then I can help give other people some of those tasks, mm -hmm. which wasn't the same when I started 10 years ago. Um, so I think that creative aspect, like how can I get people to hear the messages of my books? I think that's probably my favorite is content creation and marketing. So um, you mentioned that you give away a lot of copies of your books to educators and things like that. So um, what kind of, who do you give it away? Are you still giving it away to a bunch of people? And how do you um, get sales if you're giving your book away all the time? Popular question. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, well, and I bet the people listening are like, well, where can we get the free book? Right, so, exactly. <laughs> How do I want to so free? Me, I want free. <laughs> let me answer that question first. The, the, the place that I give away the most books is on Instagram. So you definitely want to check me out as Maria Desmondi books on Instagram. Um, we just gave out, I think like 400 books Holy cow. Uh, in the month of August. And I think we gave away the same amount or a little bit more in the month of um, July. So yeah, so basically what I do is I look at my yearly budget as far as marketing and what do I need to be spending money on as far as printing books. And then I realize how much I can give away as like a charitable, charitable donation. And um, I've just found that the more generous I am, the, the, my sales keep increasing. And I know that really? sounds crazy, but I have a limit, of course. So I've actually... I'm not running any more contests this year because I've met that limit. So can I give a couple books away here and there? Yes, but I can't do large amounts. So I just, I have a bookkeeper and accountant who helped me keep track of all of that and who advised me on what I can give away. Um, you know, every now and then a book might go into overstock, which means that my distributor has too many copies and they're going to charge me a fee to keep them there. And that's happened twice so far in, in the last 10 years. So I've actually taken those two, two books and I've given some of those copies away. So, um, yeah, I think that would be the answer to my question is that, and I'm generous, not in just giving away physical books, but I might even give away a virtual visit to a school and that promotes, um, 
my role as author and it gets people excited and they see me as who I really am on, on internet, on the internet. Well, I love it. As you were talking, I went to Instagram and um, good on Raywin, our, our, um, our Instagram VA, because we're already following you from Lucy Cape. So that's awesome. Um, now I just have to make sure that I'm following you from my personal account. But, well, that's, that's a really great idea. And, you know, across the board, I think it's, it's really interesting as a businesswoman, books aside, whatever your, um, whatever your product or, or services, mm-hmm. I find that people get really freaked out about giving things away from free for free. And am I giving too much? Am I doing this? But I think you nailed it right there with that. Like the more generous you are, it just, it, 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 it ups your hype. It ups people talking about you. When more people have your product or service, they're talking about it and, and they're sharing it. And then I think you're absolutely right. It does beyond just the generosity and giving, getting back what you give, you know, it, it just really is a, I think a fantastic marketing tool. So take that as your big advice today is that you can't, well, you can give away too much, but giving away things is not going to reduce your sales. Um, that's one of the reasons we started giving away the book to all of our podcast guests as well is because, um, which we're a little bit behind on sending out. So if you've been a guest in the last couple months and haven't received it, <laughs> it's just a budget issue. They will be coming soon. But you know, even if the book's not right for you, if like it's a great book, I think for for new moms. Um, it was written by Carrie and I when we had mit- smaller kids, probably at about your your kids were my kids were about your kids' age when when we wrote it. But. Um, you know, it's great for, for people that are new moms and stuff like that. So it may not be the right fit for you, but if you receive it and you're like, oh, I know this person who, sh- who could really use this book, give it to her. And then she's like, oh, I got to buy this for, you know, so-and-so or whatever. So, you know, there's, yeah. Anywho, <laughs> well, I'm just I rambling now. The online <laughs> Jump world, in, Aubrey. We get, we get so distracted on um, like email marketing and mm-hmm. these things that people are telling us to do. But if you go to like Costco or Sam's, what are they doing? They're giving out samples. What are you doing? You're buying it, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So if we just go back to kind of some old school marketing, like you said, like you're going to have to invest in it to get it out there, but then it's going to come back to you. Um, I don't think there's a cheap way to market yourself, you know? Yeah. And there's, you know, I've talked about grassroots marketing as well. And there, there's a lot of ways that you can connect with other people and you can kind of exchange services and that makes it kind of like a free thing for you. So, you know, how about I do this for you? You do this for me. And then we market to each other's um, network. So that kind of works too. But yeah. I do like that um, old style, just going back to what's really important is giving people a little taste of what your product or service is. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it, it always cracks me up when people don't want to invest in the marketing side of themselves. Now, granted, yeah, it is it is the world of technology. We can be in front of so many people without spending a dime, but how many of us actually get organically in front of so many people without spending a dime? It happens to a few people, but they are definitely the exception, not the rule, I would say. But, okay, so speaking of giving it away, can we do a giveaway as well of a copy of your book for our yeah, listeners? Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, let's do the newest book that came out in April. It's called The Jelly Donut Difference. And it's all about paying it forward in kindness. So we can- I love it. Yeah, so if you figure out who the winner is, just get me their information. I'll make sure to ship it out. Well, this is perfect because um, probably about the time your podcast is going to run will be around um, Catherine Day, which is uh, December 12th. That's the day that my daughter died. And mm-hmm. I, instead of being sad on that day, we always do, we always encourage people to do random acts of kindness and all kinds of fun mm-hmm. stuff. So this will be fun to add into, into a big Catherine Day celebration of I would love to participate in that. That's awesome. All right. Awesome. Okay. So what other tips can you share with moms who have small children who are trying to balance their busy lives? Do you have any specific tips? We always ask people about resource, not always, but try to ask people about favorite resources or me time. Oh yeah. I like that question a lot. Um, Well, first of all, I don't think there is... I don't think moms can ever figure it all out as far as balance. I think every day we Amen. learn new. We two steps forward, one step back, one step forward, two steps back. Um, but I really do like. I found, for example, that I'm a better mom when I get more sleep. So, girls, hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just totally hit the microphone. Sorry. <laughs> hang yeah. in there. Hang in there. But, our choice. Sometimes that's like Netflix binge watching television. Okay, well, this is fun, but then that means I'm going to lose patience with my kids tomorrow. So sleep is really (laughs) important to me. I try my best. And then exercise um, is a sanity saver for me. And I'm not like running marathons or anything crazy. I'm talking like 20 to 30 minutes of just going on a walk around my neighborhood, like just to kind of clear my head. Um, And sometimes it happens in the morning. Sometimes it happens with children. Um, so yeah, those are my two big ones is sleep and a little bit of exercise and fresh air, love coffee by myself. So I do wake up before the children and I did not figure this out, um, for many years. So I was letting the kids wake me up and then just being so groggy. And, but now it's like 20 minutes or half hour. And, you know, I actually get up much earlier than that, but if you just have a little bit of time and you get that quiet cup of coffee or that one walk around your house outside for fresh air, oh. It's like life altering in the world of motherhood. Um, And one of the things I love, you're not going to be surprised by this. um, I love podcasts. (laughs) So I think podcasts have really educated me. They've made me feel as though I'm not alone because motherhood can be very lonely at home. So, you know, I'll be folding laundry and listening to a podcast and feel like I'm just really connecting with the podcasters. Yes. They're my friend, but really they're not. And that's kind of creepy, but. <laughs> no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because that's actually why I started this podcast. And I cannot believe, I cannot remember the name of it right now. I'm so disappointed in myself, but I started listening to, it's two moms. They run a huge website for moms. April and April and Saren, I think are their names. Okay. Um, Oh gosh, I'm going to have to look it up and make sure it's in the show notes, but I, that's, that's the first mom podcast that I ever came across. And it was kind of similar to this where they enter sometimes experts, sometimes they just talk to each other. Sometimes they talk about motherhood. Sometimes they talk about, anyway, same thing. Like I started listening to this and and while I was doing the dishes or while I was, cause at the time I wasn't working, I was just home with my little littles. And, um, I, I loved it. I loved that feeling like even though I couldn't obviously interact with them, that feeling of chit-chatting with the girls. Your brain. Yeah, yeah. your brain 
oh my gosh, I'm learning something. This is so yeah. great. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm folding laundry. And um, I started listening. Is it okay if I share the one that I first shared? Sure. Absolutely. It's called um, Zen Parenting, and it's a husband and a wife. Oh. Yeah. So you get like her emotional side of things and then his logical side of things. So that was, that was the first one that I really um, started listening to as far as parenting. And then Brene Brown. Um, oh I've, yeah. I've, yeah. So I've listened to her books on tape and um, they've just really helped me to respect myself as a parent, as a mother, and to give myself grace when things don't end so nicely at the end of the day and to start the next day fresh, like just yeah. to forgive ourselves and move forward. And so I've learned a lot from Brene. So if you're listening, thank you. Yeah, yeah exactly. If you're listening to the podcast, Brene Brown, thank you. <laughs> and please, we would love to have you on. Oh, totally. If anybody I'm has any Texas, connections. She's in Texas. <laughs> Go stalk her. Go stalk her, Aubrey. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I shared her Instagram post. She was looking. She was trying to get underwear for people down in Houston after Harvey. And I'm like, hey, I'll send some underwear to Houston. Uh -huh. Clean ones. Okay. Clean two ones. About this. New ones. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No. I mean, I agree. I love the sense of community, and I really feel like. Um, especially for moms who are at home with their kids all day or are working and at home with their kids all day. Um, it, sometimes just that adult interaction saves us from just being that cuckoo person that you come across in the grocery store and talks to you for 45 minutes without stopping because we haven't talked to anybody in two weeks and we need to talk, 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 talk. <laughs> You all know that person. <laughs> No, you know we that do person. because we've been that person. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, oh honey, here's a list of podcasts you really need to start listening to. <laughs> well, I yesterday my little guy, my girls never went to preschool at the age of three, but I just thought, well, he's gonna be home all by himself. I'm sending him two afternoons. Like I don't I don't know. He's not gonna have fun at home. Mm -hmm. So yesterday was his first day and I dropped him off. I'm like, okay, I got all these errands to do. And I went to the post office and they said, Where's Dexter? I start crying. Oh, we no. go. Oh. So then I went to the library and they're like, oh, where's your little guy? I start crying. So I was that person <laughs> yesterday. Like, oh. oh, that's funny. I have to say, I didn't cry a lot when I dropped my children at school. <laughs> um, okay, I, I wish y'all could see Aubrey's face right now. <laughs> I did last year. I did not this year. This year, I didn't even park. Like, I went through the horseshoe. I was like, you know, oh, I love it. I'm like, you've got wings. Fly, fly, birdie. Yes. I do miss them though. Yeah. I didn't realize that until this year, like how, when I actually was working full-time over the summer outside of the house, I realized how much I do miss them and what a blessing it is to have them at home with me. And I, I do miss them, but. You've got one home today. I do have one home today, sick as she is. As long as she doesn't vomit on me, we're good. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, Maria, this has been a lot of fun. I am so glad that, that you were able to come on and join us and um, just, loved everything we talked about. We will make sure that her website and all of her contact information um, is on the show notes and her website. Uh, she mentioned her Instagram, which is Maria Dismondi books on Instagram. Go there so you can find out when she's giving stuff away. We will post the giveaway to her newest book, The Jelly Donut Difference. And don't forget to check out her book, um, Spaghetti and a Hot Dog Bun. So thank you so much. If there's anything else you want to share, go for it. Well, I just want to thank both of you for what you're doing because I, like we just said, it's super important and I just, I appreciate you. So thank you. Oh, 
Have a good day. Thanks. <laughs> we appreciate that people want to come and talk to us weirdos. So <laughs> thanks. Have a great and day. I oh, sorry. I'm hungry for spaghetti and a hot dog bun. I mean, because I love Subway meatball sandwiches. It's mm. the same thing, right? There you go. Uh huh. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you.